Welcome to Scenes of Beauty, a platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves. If you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, hit the follow and subscribe button, share with friends and on your socials. I'm at the very beginning of the Scenes of Beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform. This week, I sit down with Elise Girl, known as Lumilise on Instagram, for one of the most honest and genuine conversations I think I've had more recently. Elise shares some of her life experiences, including overcoming security and building confidence in her younger years, her experience with pregnancy, grief and relationships. I definitely left the conversation feeling inspired and empowered, and I really hope that you guys do too. I hope you enjoy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Elise. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, Thanks so much for joining and welcome to Scenes of Beauty. Um, I know we've been talking about putting this in the diary for a little while. So, yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. It's something um, I've seen you've been doing and it seems like right up my street. So I'm really excited to be on it. Thank you. Thanks. Um, So for everyone who doesn't know who you are, do you want to kind of give a bit of an intro? Yeah, yeah. So my name's Elise. Obviously, I'm known as Lumi Lees on Instagram. Um, I'm, I work full time. I'm a, a senior film producer, but I also do my skincare and fashion and beauty content on the side for Instagram. Um, I recently became a mum. So that's that's new. I'm on mat leave at the moment. So I've been juggling trying to be a mum and all my other bits and pieces on the side. Um and yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just saw little Nova on um, on the screen, and she's so <laughs> tiny and cute. Yeah, and she's like starting to gurgle a lot, so we had to move her because she thought I was talking to her <laughs> and wanted to be involved in the conversation. <laughs> she's running in. She loves scenes of beauty too. But um, so, should we start back from the beginning, like your childhood, and then I guess yeah. we'll kind of move into beauty and how that came about 
Yeah, yeah. So I am uh, one of two. I've got a younger brother who is um, one of my best friends. We're really close. I grew up with my mum and my dad. We're a very tight, tight knit family. Um, I struggled when I was younger to to make friends. I was quite um, a recluse. Uh, and then if I did want to make friends, I found that I had to kind of change my personality to be like the kind of girls that were around me at the time. And sometimes that worked and sometimes it didn't work. It was quite exhausting, if I'm honest with you, just trying to be, you know, a different person. Um, and because of that, I found that I grew even closer to my family and my brother um, because I could be completely normal and completely myself around them. Yeah. Um, just little things you know like if the girls at school were like shaving their legs or something and I thought you know when they were playing kiss chase in the playground the boys would always go for those girls and I'd be like right let me try and be more like them so that I could be popular or I could be wanted too Um, and it was actually more hassle and more stress and I, I just wish there were there was more around being yourself and celebrating being yourself that kind of continued all the way up until I was in college if I'm honest um high school I found really tough um again you know my parents were in, like my biggest supporters and they were always like you're, you're beautiful your hair is fine like I would never want my hair curly like how it is now because all the girls had really poker straight hair I remember there was this GHDs had just come out yeah and they were really I mean that they're quite spenny anyway but they were really expensive back then because I I wasn't buying that kind of thing for myself and all the girls had gotten like GHDs for their birthdays and stuff and Christmas and had like poker straight hair and mine was being ironed by my mum on the ironing board and it just didn't have the same effect and it was really difficult trying to be like them and I sometimes was like why can't I just be myself and because when I was myself you I was kind of like looked down on um and so I just kind of enjoyed more and more time just kind of being on my own or finding I had you know some close friends and finding them they were like gold dust you know like they completely understood me and if they were it was horrible like if they were off sick or something I would be like right I'm on my own today kind of thing um and yeah, I was just, I was really close to my brother growing up the whole time. Um, and I i guess I kind of saw college as like a fresh start for me, you know, like, you know, when you're in high school, you have to do every class, like, you know, math, science, RE, everything. And the only one I really liked was art. And my art teacher at the time said, you know, your your drawings are very kind of like, they have a fashion feel to them why don't you look at doing fashion design or fashion illustration at, at college and I thought oh okay and I, I really got into it um and then when I got to college because I loved what I was doing so much I kind of didn't care how I looked or what other people thought of me but what was nice was everyone in in my college class was all there for the same reason so we already had that in common yeah yeah and for the first time in my life or in my educational life, I didn't feel alone and I didn't feel like I had to try and fit in. In fact, everyone was so different. You know, you get those people that were so cool and fashion or so like minimal or really colourful and out there. And it was just so nice. Like we became this kind of family. And and actually one of my best friends still now who lives around the corner from me here, um, it was from college 
so I, I made like friends for life from that time and I, and I guess that was the time when I really started to kind of become my own person and well I say become my own person I, I I respected myself and I wasn't afraid to be myself um and so yeah and then it continued from there I went to uni um I went to I studied fashion promotion and imaging um at the UCA in Epsom and um I kind of fell down the path of fashion film which I absolutely loved hence why I'm now a film producer and um again yeah just really found my way I think the only thing that kind of was holding me back at that time was I did have a boyfriend that was he just wasn't right for me like he was just it just didn't it just didn't make sense but you know when you're younger and you you believe that you know this is the person you're supposed to marry and, and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it, like your first <laughs> proper boyfriend, you're like, no, it, we can't break up. I have to marry him. <laughs> um, and so I really held on. And it's to the point where he was actually like cheating on me on everything. And I was still like, well, it's embarrassing if we break up because everyone thinks that we're meant to be type thing. Um, So I'd say that was the biggest struggle for me through uni. And it was the first time I actually did counseling. Um, And I spoke about the relationship with men in particular in my life, because I had this boyfriend and then I had my brother who I was really close to. And then I had my dad who I was really close to, but I'd had, a bit of an up and down relationship with my dad because when I was 14 he was first diagnosed with cancer and he only had he, I say only he had that that for that period of time it was about a year he had cancer mm-hmm. but it was very up and down I had to grow up very quickly when I was 14 and and I went with him to some of his chemotherapy sessions and radiotherapy And then once he'd been given the all clear, I kind of went through this rebellious phase, you know, when I was in high school, again, trying to fit in, was going out with boys, was hanging out with the wrong girls, that type of thing. So my my dad and my relationship at that time was a little bit up and down, which is so weird to think about now because of how close we were afterwards. We were super, super close. Um, So yeah, my relationship with, with men, I'd say was a bit, weird but I I felt that I got on more with them because there wasn't this bitchiness that I was used to I guess I was kind of scarred from high school of how the girls were um yeah and then I kind of after uni I graduated with a first I was really really happy I felt really confident I worked throughout uni as well I always had a part-time job always believed in kind of being independent and um I I once I did that boyfriend did dump me in the end <laughs> so I couldn't get away from it he actually dumped me so I was like okay fine we have to actually separate now um I found this really lovely kind of feeling of independence and was like oh this is actually really nice it was really nice to be on my own and to I would go cinema on my own and I would go for dinner on my own and I would just do lots and lots of things on my own what age was this? I was about uh, 22 mm-hmm. and I really, really liked it. I was like, wow, you know, and none of my friends were in the same situation as me. And I felt that, you know, they were all with boyfriends and things. A couple of them have married those boyfriends now. Mm-hmm. And they would all come to me and say, what's it like? 
how are you doing? You look great. You you sound so happy. Like, yeah. and I remember some of them being like, I kind of wish I not was single, but had that time to to be myself. Because another thing I should mention is my parents were really strict in terms of we're Catholics. Um, yeah. And I was never allowed on holiday with my boyfriend. We were never allowed to live together or anything like that. So a lot of my friends were allowed to do that. And they were just a bit like, oh my gosh, you're kind of just like doing your own thing. And I remember one time I was considering moving to France and and working there. And it just felt like the world of my oyster, as cliche as that sounds. And it, it came at the perfect time for me because I was going into the working world and you know what it's like when you get a job and like you go for drinks afterwards with friends and things like that. And I just felt like I had nothing holding me back. Um, and I did start dating. I joined Tinder. And at that time, it wasn't as bad as what it sounds like it is now. <laughs> I don't think I could date now. I really don't know. to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I do not think I could handle dating now. The stories I've heard are unreal, but, um, yeah, I joined Tinder and it was just fun. It was just like getting to know people. I was so open with my parents as well. I tell them about every guy that I met, every date that I went on, yeah. you know, they were excited for me. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of like working really hard. I was working at a place called Spring Studios at the time. I was a, yeah, I was an editor there. And at the time I was the only female editor. And um. I found that I wouldn't say difficult it was just kind of a bit of a challenge because it was just a bit of a struggle you know like loads of boys and kind of talking about football and things like that again I was just like I don't really fit in here but I really enjoyed my job but what I loved was being on set and I was around the makeup artists and the models and that was when I kind of was thinking more about I should start an Instagram and I should like share all these tips that I'm getting um but then just to go back to my past a little bit I had really problematic skin from a very young age which is another reason why I was so self-conscious when I was younger yeah I think I got acne when I was about 11 um I was quite young and my skin was very reactive to so many things and my mum would help me through it all and kind of dig out all her old books skincare books and try and find like herbal and homemade recipes because we didn't have that much money. Like at one point, my dad was the only one working. My mum was looking after us full time. So we had to kind of like make things at home. And I remember her making this turmeric mask for me. It was like a a tablespoon of turmeric with some natural yogurt and some honey. And like it left my skin really glowy, but it didn't get rid of any of the spots. Yeah. And so throughout this time of growing up, I was on this journey with my skin of trying to figure out what I needed. And I, I read a lot, loads of uh, read so much about ingredients and what other people with, you know, similar skin issues had um, and what they were using and, and what they were using on the cheap as well. Because like I said, I couldn't afford loads. Yeah. But then fast forward to, you know, that time when I was single and like kind of living my best life, I was making my own money and I was like, oh, I can get facials and I can afford to go kind of like kind of dive into this whole self-care area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I was at. And then I ended up meeting my husband through a friend Um, it was funny because we were both on Tinder, but we never saw each other on Tinder. Probably a good thing. 
um <laughs> yeah so I met him and then everything kind of continued from there it was the first time I'd been with someone that didn't hold me back he was completely supportive of what I was doing yeah um I'm sure he won't mind me saying but for a lot of the time that we were together he was unemployed he was kind of jumping between jobs um and it was I was like happy to pay for all of our dates and I wasn't that kind of I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of woman that thinks that men should pay and men should be you know the ones to look after them yeah I just wasn't that kind of girl because I'd been through so much with the kind of guys that I'd been with before um specifically the one that I'd been with for six years that I was happy to just fend for myself yeah and I was really happy with my now husband and was like why would I throw that away based on traditions that I've heard other women speaking about um and I remember like a lot of women being like oh god he's unemployed at the moment and I was like yeah I mean he'll get a job and he he is working he's doing bits and bobs here he's like freelancing here and there it doesn't faze me like I'm just I'm in love he's treating me well he's doing whatever I he's giving me whatever I need from a relationship so why would I throw that away yeah you're in a relationship with him right not his career and so exactly um and yeah, I started to gain a lot more confidence being with him as well because he made me feel um, like really special and just kind of, yeah, different to, to how I'd felt before. Yeah. Um, and with that, I gained the confidence to launch my Instagram and talk about my skincare journey and what I'd learned and what I'm still learning um, and just kind of taking people along the way with me I, I obviously have this background in fashion design which is what I studied at college yeah and um, so you'll see on my Instagram there's like little sprinkles of fashion here and there because I have such a, a real love for catwalks and just the behind the scenes of fashion um such a real love for it so you will see that throughout my feed every now and then yeah. And obviously, you know, fast forward, I've been with my husband eight years now, married five years, and now we've got a baby. So there's now like all this kind of like mum content as well on there. Yeah. Um, so it's been an interesting few years, an interesting life. Um, lost my dad last year in October, mm-hmm. which was, I can't even, desc- I can't even describe that. I mean, I guess only people that have been through it will understand it. Yeah. Um, it was just so surreal losing someone that you've known your entire life and at the same time being pregnant yeah and knowing that in a few months time you'll be getting someone not getting someone back but getting someone that again will be in your life your entire life um and it was just really odd really really strange obviously really really upsetting um because we were so close we were such a tight-knit family and he was like the pinnacle of our family um but I we just couldn't he couldn't do it anymore he was so strong he'd come close to death so many times that he'd always beat it and come out the other end and I think part of us were hoping that that would happen again this time but he just couldn't do it he was in a hospice at this point and um, yeah it was it was horrible and it it still is it still is so horrible but um yeah that's I guess that's where we are now 
Yeah. Yeah. We chatted about that a bit before and yeah. some stuff that we want to talk about. Yeah. Us, but should we go back to the beginning? And I think there's when you're talking, my head's like, I've got so many questions to ask you. Um, but should we go back to the beginning? Because I think what you said about being at school and not fitting in and pretending to be someone else, I think that's such a common denominator. I can't speak for guys, but especially for girls. And I think that might potentially be where a lot of insecurity comes in. Mm-hmm. And I've been on a similar path in that I, I don't want to say found myself, but learned, started to learn about myself much later on than than you did at 22 I was still in the same shit of being insecure not figuring it out and in an awful relationship but yeah I so I progressed on but um it's I think it's great that you did realize at such a young age because I think a lot of people don't but just going back to the point at school what do you think it is about school and do you do you think it's just a teenager and that's the time and the age that we figure it out or I think the factors because I do think I think we all go through it yeah I think you know it's interesting you say that I do think we all go through it but we just all deal with it differently um and it's and it's a sink or swim situation I think there is there's so many things that are part of school systems that make kids feel a certain way even just little things like you know I'd hate it if we'd have to go for PE and they'd say okay there's captains of each team and you pick your team because I would always be the last one to be picked even though I was good at netball because I wasn't popular I'd always be and I I would think to myself like why don't the teachers see this it happens every single time why don't you like create teams yourself and then just say, you guys are a team, you guys are a team. So I, I feel like there's things like that, you know, and even just like it, little things like making people line up in high order. Yeah. That could, yeah. Be, that, yeah. That could be such like play on so many people's. In, again, I was one of the tallest. Um, yeah. I've kind of been this height. I'm five foot four, but I've been this height since I was 13. This is so funny because I'm five foot eight, but I've been this height since I was like 12. It's always been a giant. And all my friends were so much smaller than me, so much more petite. I was really gangly, really tall. And then being put in that thing, I was always near the boys. And I was just like, why are we doing this? Like, what are we gaining from this, you know? And even things like forcing, I think it's really wrong that, kids are made to do every single subject because again I remember being in drama class I liked drama but I didn't like putting on a show in front of other people because I would get really shy and really flustered and the kids would like mock me or whatever and I just thought at one point I was like, why am I even doing this class? I don't enjoy it. It's a whole, it's the whole 45 minutes of my day that I just feel awful. Um, and I just thought, why are we doing like drama is so niche as well. It's not like maths or, yeah. you know, like English. Why am I having to do this? I don't even enjoy it that much anymore. Um, so I actually think that 
a lot of why we feel the way we do is because of the way that the, the school systems are built and the way that teachers are, are taught to teach, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I remember like a lot of girls wearing makeup in school. I, I, I didn't. And there was this head, this deputy head teacher that we had, and she'd make the girls wash their face in the toilets. And you could see how agonizing that was for them because they were so insecure and they, you know, had acne and things like that. And they were using concealer to cover it up and then using mascara to make them, their eyelashes look like super long and make their eyes look bigger. And this this teacher would make them wash their face and then they'd obviously not have any like like face wash with them. So yeah. they'd just have like dry patches all over their face, like mascara running down their face. And I was thinking, why would you do that? Like, just tell them off, tell them not to come to school with it tomorrow, you know? Um, I don't know if you agree. I just felt like there were things that were built into the school system that made us feel like that. Yeah, I do. I think it's... Um... I definitely think it's a one size fits all and obviously especially at that age when you are you you're so confused about feelings and thoughts and emotions and looks and you're getting caught up in the wrong stuff in different head spaces with different people it's definitely not like we aren't one size fits all and so um yeah it's yeah I do I completely agree I did they're um they are testing out different like a different curriculum aren't they in schools at the minute where it's less academic and more suitable for different kind of yeah different types of people which is interesting so much better yeah um yeah so so school what would you tell yourself kind of looking back like a, a a teenage girl like what what are the differences or the advice that you would give yourself I think I would tell myself to not be afraid to be alone um because I was always trying to fit in so that I wouldn't be alone but actually that was such hard work and it got me into a lot of trouble and that year or that few months where my relationship was up and down with my parents it just it was really hard and it wasn't nice um and even though things have moved on from them uh, from then and you know we're all fine it was, it was still, it played on my mind a lot. I used to think, why, why am I putting my parents through this? Just yeah. to, just to be like other people. Yeah. When surely just being on my own, as hard as it would have been, would have been okay. Like go to school, you know, you're there for what, six, seven hours. Yeah, it would have been hard. And I wasn't completely on my own. Like I said, I had some friends. Yeah. So I would have just told myself to just, just yeah not don't be afraid of being alone it's fine to just be yourself and if people don't like it then tough yeah I um I kind of scenes of beauty is obviously quite new and I've been doing a lot and I'm just kind of going with the flow and doing whatever I feel is is right or on my mind or whatever and I do a lot of like spending time alone and that's a time of self-reflection and that's the time when you're on your own and like in your own head or whatever is when you really start to figure out who you are and learn who you are. And I think the more time, especially younger, you know, it's different now we're into our thirties and I, we're aware of ourselves a lot more or you would like to think that we are. Um, but I think, especially when you're younger, solo time is so important because how else do you know 
who you are if you're spending all of your time with other people and like you like you I did the same thing I was in a relationship for five years from being very young and it totally messed with my head like looking back now completely messed with my head it was the wrong situation to be in you know but you've got to go through these things to learn but it's just um I I I agree I think solo time is is really important I think there's a part of um youth where people are almost afraid to be alone because they're afraid to find out who who they are and and it's almost like this rat race of just like hanging out with people constantly just so you feel like you're part of you're part of this crew or you're 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 just part of something um and it's actually more effort to figure out who you are um but actually that I don't know I just think that would have been better in the long run yeah there's also um a social thing attached like a a social stigma attached isn't there when you're even I wouldn't even say when you're younger even now you know it's it's you see what everyone's doing all of the time and so it's what will people think of me yeah I'm just hanging out on my own all the time because you know when you were at school you were like the the guy hanging out on his own is is he weird is it you know and he's not like that's so bad it's such a wrong you know misconception um and not very nice at all but it is we we worry way too much about what other people think oh yeah Um, I think that's a massive part of you know the culture of when you're young but also in in my culture being from like Mauritian background um you you are brought up sometimes to think about what other people think or think about what you'd look like if you did something and to be honest that's why I held back launching my Instagram for a while because I thought what other family members gonna think or what if they think I'm showing off because I'm putting up a selfie or what if they see a bikini picture of me on holiday and then they go and tell my parents my parents didn't give a damn they were so happy and so excited um but but I've I've been brought up around people that are always like oh don't do that because this person will think this you know so that that didn't help either it's um it's quite damaging isn't it I think or it can be when you're in an environment that's not pushing you or empowering you or people don't understand you um so yeah I think hats off to you because it sounds like you did it from quite a young age and it's it's not an easy thing to do to kind of step away and take yourself out of certain situations and stuff how do you feel now that you've launched your Instagram because obviously that's a part of you and it's a part of your daily and it's something you're passionate about and you enjoy has that kind of flipped anything for you yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie when I first launched it and and it was around the time when I was still kind of like finding myself I guess I did lose some friends um and these were friends that were probably okay to see me in a in like a less confident version of myself so when I started posting these things you know they they'd get a little bit jealous or they'd be like this isn't you and I'm like no no but it is me it is me and I feel so comfortable doing this yeah um but I also felt comfortable losing them as friends because it just felt like they weren't here for that they were only here for like the sad me you know um and where I'm at with it now is just it's like I kind of find it like my safe place to be honest um it, 
it's mad that there there are people on there that I've never even met and I don't know yet they know some of the most personal things about me they see pictures of my daughter they know about my birth story with her they know about my dad passing but it just feels safe and it feels nice and I think what I I don't have a massive following but my audience are quite engaged um and I always get responses and I always get people you know asking me questions so it feels like I've built a little bit of a community which I like so I think the old me back in primary school or back in high school that didn't have that many friends and was worried about not fitting in would have been so proud now to see me with this small but mighty community helping other people through you know I like to think I'm helping other people through their skincare journeys or anything else that they're going through or even if it's just for some inspiration or creative vision or help or something like that um so yeah it is it is a bit of a safe space and as much as I rely on my followers I'd like to think that they're relying on me and happy to see what I'm putting out there for them yeah yeah I um yeah I agree so with your Instagram I guess I don't know like I'm still very new but um for me it feels like because it's my passion project I actually don't care about numbers like as long as I'm you know I get messages from a couple of people at work or friends or whatever and it's helping them as long as I'm doing that that makes me feel more fulfilled like I'm following something that my heart feels is in the right direction is that kind of the same thing I guess for you it's it's more of a it doesn't have to be a you know a hundred thousand k as long as you're doing your bit and it and it's you know following what you feel I think now I've come to understand that you know the past two three years I've come to understand that and as and as awful as the pandemic was it was actually really good for me in terms of my Lumi work because brands were starting to realize that we they can't create content because studios weren't open and things like that so they were turning to what I call like true content creators where I don't source my photography and my my videography I do all of that myself I edit all of my own content um the only photographer I really work with is my brother so he shoots for me sometimes as well but we don't go through like uh, retouch or anything like that and I think that was appealing to other brands that I had this eye and that to me was worth more than following like the fact that I was offering them this because at first I feel like before you know corona and I've worked in marketing like a long long time now um before I was a producer but I remember being in meetings and things when I was client side and thinking oh we can't work with this girl because she's not got a big enough following or this girl's great because look at her reach and blah 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 but that kind of shifted after the pandemic and you saw these kind of more smaller micro influencers really coming up and we're all kind of friends we were like oh my god you've got an ad with this person and you've got an ad and it was with the inky list as well I did my first massive uh, I did a big campaign with the inky list and that really propelled me and it was like oh my god this brand recognized me yeah at the time I only had like 3k followers or something but I was like oh my god they recognize me they want to work with me even though I've only got this many followers and even though it didn't include me you know creating something for them they wanted my story 
Um, And I think that is so much more valuable. And I've come to really understand that. And I only think that I've kind of come to that because I've worked on both sides. I've been, I'm an influencer, as they call it. I'm a content creator by trade and, you know, for my influencing work. But I've also been on that client side where we're putting out the feelers, looking for people to promote our brands. And I get it from all angles now. Um, but finally, it feels like there's a platform for our smaller ones. Yeah. And so I'm not so worried about numbers. And it's sad to think that I was worried about it before, but it just felt like no one would take me seriously before unless I had this huge following. And yeah. I'm grateful. Like um, Polly from Sheer Lux sh- um, shared me the other day. And I got an influx of followers and I was like blown away by it. And it was such a nice feeling that just these people wanted to be part of the community. That's what it feels like to me now. People want to be part of my space and be in this community as opposed to people want to follow me and give me lots of likes, you know? Yeah. And I think just um, just to your point on, you know, smaller brands talking and working with smaller micro influencers I think it's because you know I work in house at a marketing in a marketing team and it's people who are passionate about what they're talking about and actually care they're not doing it for a check or they're not doing it for popularity they're doing it because they actually are knowledgeable and are skilled and education and passionate about it um, and I think it really shows you know we're consuming media all day every day and it really shows when someone has a love of what they're talking about versus not. Um, So that's great. Um, And just on community. um, Yeah. In the episode with Bambi, who is, yeah, Elle, Bambi does beauty. She spoke about, um, it was really lovely, actually. She spoke about her followers being her online community and having conversation with them and building friendships with them. And I guess that's kind of a similar thing to what you're talking about. Yeah, it's been so nice to make friends with people and like true genuine friendships as well. Like the amount of messages I got from people when Nova was born that sometimes some people in my family wouldn't even message me like that, you know, Um, or when my dad passed away and the amount of people that reached out and said they'd been through a similar situation or that they, they felt the pain or that they could see through my content how close me and him were things like that really make me love what I do because I think he was such a big part of my life and if my community can see that then that's amazing that's that's showing that I'm I can be and I've got a space to be as authentic as I as I want to be yeah um whereas I know a lot of people and I've got nothing against it don't want to post family things because you know it it's not good for the following or yeah. they don't want to post you know real stuff that happens day to day because again it, it's not true to it's not why their followers are following them mm-hmm. and I I just I really like that my followers are here for everything they're here for the skincare chat they're here for the baby chat they're here for like if I'm really down and I, I need to talk about grief and to be honest I don't share everything on there because sometimes I am aware that especially if I'm in quite a dark place, I don't want to bring other people down if they're having a really good day. And I also, if someone's going through a similar situation, I don't want them to feel worse. So I don't share every single thing, 
but it does feel nice to know that I can be authentic and people like it and and they respond in a positive way yeah and I think it's um I do think it's important to show you know nobody's perfect and no one we hope is striving for perfection because I think that comes with a lot of insecurity and it's it's nice to see a balance you know that everyone that we're looking at is human and people and living the same regardless of lifestyle or where you live or age or what you're going through you know yeah I think there was this um you know pre maybe like five years ago or something there was this huge thing around like get rid of your acne, get rid of your blackheads, pause, yeah. be gone, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, you know what? I have pause. Sometimes I have blackheads. Sometimes I have acne. You will hardly ever see me in makeup on my channel because I barely wear it um, because I, I'm comfortable being that way in my community, with my community. And on top of that, I don't think there's anything wrong with pores and acne. And if, if someone deems it, you know, to be an insecurity for themselves, then fine, go out and do whatever you have to do. It's like, you know, if someone feels that their lips need filling or whatever, go and do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel confident. But I hate marketing that, you know, uses words like that or, or phrases like that to make you feel like there's something wrong with you. Um, and I remember one girl introducing me at an event saying oh this is Elise you'll you'll hardly ever see her with makeup so she looks amazing today and I was a bit like oh okay (laughs) because I was wearing makeup at the time and I was like oh okay but also nice that you've realized I'm hardly ever in makeup I don't care you know she may what she may have said may have been a little bit negative but it was nice for her to realize that I'm never in makeup because I don't care I'm happy to be that kind of completely naked on the face in front of everyone yeah where I want to go is or what my head is saying is you seem so I don't want to say confident but you seem so self-aware and comfortable and content in your own body and mind and head and you and it's really refreshing to hear because I think there's a lot of people who don't feel like that so again do you think that's the spending time alone or how do you think you've got to such a space where you are content I mean I know you're in a personal situation and surrounding that that works and is you know it makes you happy but how how do you think you've got to this place I think I just remember the pain and the effort of trying to be something else yeah and it's not worth it to be honest, I can't be bothered to always do makeup. I can't be bothered to always do my hair. And I I don't mind the way I look without it. And if people don't like it, then they don't need to follow. And I've, I've come to an understanding in my head that those people that are going to say bad things about me because of the way I look, they're just not worth having in your life. So what is the point of me trying to do something for them you know that's not for me I've also had so much happen to me in 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 the sense that uh around family or or with my dad and things like that that have have made me realize like life is too short to for me to worry about things like that but I also I'm very busy like I work I'm, I'm on mat leave at the moment but I work full time like Monday to Friday in film production. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's, it's incredibly busy. And then I would do Lumi stuff on the side. I'm, I'm being a wife. I was trying to be a carer for my dad at the time. I don't have the time to think about it or to get too bogged down about it. I 100% have my down days and I'd say I've had more in the last year or so than ever um, or since I was younger Um, and that includes the way I look but my body being pregnant was like a, a whole other thing for me that was like I could talk about that for ages but you know going through those changes with my body and and going through those changes with my skin and my hair and and everything and being constantly told you know it's fine you're carrying a baby like it's okay to be like that when it's like no sometimes I just want to feel like me you know so even though I do appear confident I, I please don't get it I do have my down days but what I try to do and I think you had her on your show as well I practice a lot of self-love which is what Roxy Nafusi taught me and manifesting because I know that through all of that I will get an abundance of, of what I need or what I what I put out into the world is what I get basically so without talking too much about manifestation you know if something is getting me down I think about it I try and think of a solution if I want to cry about it I'll let myself do that but in the end I work through it in a way that works for me and I guess that's why I end up coming across as this like confident person yeah yeah and um yeah that's that's so good to hear was there any talking about like rituals and because mm. I do I do a lot of yeah our journeys are quite similar actually like thinking about it I yeah was wildly insecure when I was younger in the past five years I've dedicated to me and me only and I put myself wow, yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I have a lot of rituals like not daily I don't I, I I used to think that you have to do this, this and this in the morning and this, this and this in the nighttime and walk at lunch and, and it was overwhelming and it's not possible. And so now I just do whatever my body and mind feels like mm-hmm. they need. So I might do affirmations. I do like positive self-talk for body or mind or image or whatever. Do you have anything like that that you've found to have worked and be positive for you throughout yeah so I working out is is a key one for me because more so for my mind like when I feel good when those endorphins are going as cliche as it sounds it's just really good for my mind um so I do practice you know like pilates and things like that but my brother was a bodybuilder 
um, about, I want to say seven, eight years ago now, or maybe six years ago. Um, and I learned a lot from him, the discipline that he put himself through to the extreme of like, you know, I could see how hard it was for him sometimes mentally, but I also really admired what he was doing. And I took a lot of cues from him and I started to feel so much better within myself. Um, and it wasn't, it was for me a little bit about, you know, getting towards a body type that I wanted to, you know, that I wanted to get to, but I also wanted to be more healthy and, and just feel better. So I'd say working out was great and having that support around me, like my brother to kind of take me down that path and do it healthily, as opposed to kind of doing some crash course and it going horrifically wrong. That was really helpful. Um, I also practiced manifestation was actually something again that my dad had taught me years ago because I he was showing me little notebooks that he used to keep and he'd say you know by the end of this year I would have made x amount or by the end of this year I will own x amount of properties and he'd get it and I used to be like how are you doing this you're just writing things down and he would tell me about what he's putting out into the universe and he he wouldn't know how he would how to get there but he would find a way and so I'd say I I started practicing that years ago, but it dropped off a little bit when I was going through that stuff with my ex-boyfriend and I, I fell into a bit of a dark hole. Um, but then I fell back into kind of practicing self-love. So I always try and make sure, I mean, it's difficult now with my daughter, but I always try and make sure I practice some sort of self-care daily, even if it's just waking up, brushing my teeth and washing my face and just feeling a bit more put together or it could be that I wake up and write down some things that I want to get done that day um I walk a lot um we have a dog so he always needs walking and I love 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 walking now I was never one for walking and because we're surrounded by greenery where we live it just makes things easier so all of these little things I think have helped me to feel more comfortable within myself yeah yeah that's it's good to hear because I think, you know, we're in a space at the minute where mindset is trending and everyone's talking yeah. about it and there's so much pressure on it. And yeah, like I said a minute ago, I started researching and reading and listening to podcasts and I was like, how the hell are these people fitting all of this into one yeah. day? You know, there's it comes with pros and cons, you know, it's great that we're all learning about it and learning to take time for ourselves, but then yeah, I felt so overwhelmed by where do I start? What do I do? What? So yeah, pick the things that are right for you and just carry on with them. And yeah, listen to your mind and body. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I did feel quite overwhelmed when I first had Nova because I was in such a good routine with like journaling and things. Yeah. I'd, you know, get into bed every night and write all the positives down from that day. And now I just can't do that because it sounds silly but I can't I can't have like the pen and notepad there and feed her at the same time and then try and make sure that she gets into her cot okay and things like that and I was getting really down and thinking is this why I'm not getting as many jobs like paid jobs on Instagram or is this why you know like things I'm feeling a certain way because I'm not writing in this journal every day and it wasn't that it's just my mind wasn't you know right and in my mind wasn't putting out the right energy and I, I just had a conversation with my brother the other day and I said I feel a bit lost because I'm not doing the things that I used to do in terms of manifestation 
and he was like yeah but just change how you do it maybe like you know if you're praying like I said I'm Catholic if you're praying at night maybe try and put some like put some time in then to like manifest or if you're just going for a walk try and put some good thoughts out into the world or keep practicing gratitude and things and I think it can it can be become a chore if you let it and anxiety sometimes with everyone talking about it and with journals that have like a bullet point for every single mantra and every single thing that goes through your mind it can become a bit overwhelming so you really have to just think about what what works for you and and work it around that because at the end of the day it's not meant to feel like a chore at all it's meant to come easily to you you know yeah and if and if um you don't want to do it one day then don't like don't put the pressure on yourself um yeah with um pregnancy should we talk a bit about that I guess I feel like it might be a whole other episode um but just let's touch on it because I think again it's it's something that a lot of people will be able to relate to but I guess if we talk about the kind of mentality or how it changes your mindset or how it makes you feel kind of being pregnant and then giving birth and then what we touched on it there but how has that changed you as a as a kind of person and as a mother um I think being pregnant was one of the most incredible things but one of the most difficult things at the same time um I am very much you know as we've said I've worked hard on trying to figure out who I am and I've created this identity for myself where I'm really comfortable with who I am and I understand my style or what kind of makeup suits me you know what kind of hairstyles suit me and pregnancy came and I remember a lot of people saying to me oh you'll you'll be fine you'll you'll just get a bump and then I think it was around like the sixth or seven seven month time in my in my pregnancy when I wasn't just a bump and I was starting to get curves and things like that in other places and I was like I don't know how to dress for this body uh the hairstyles that I was doing before don't look right I feel and look like a different person and I remember it, it it got to the point where I just wouldn't go like moisturize myself in rooms like in my main bedroom where there was a big mirror because I was like I'm I can't look I can't it's not that I couldn't look at myself I just didn't recognize myself so I was like what is going on like obviously I'm growing this person and everyone says oh it's fine you're growing a person but it's like but this is this this is such a life changing thing. I just want to feel like me going through this life changing thing. At the same time, I was obviously losing my dad, so there were so many moving parts, and I didn't recognize myself physically. Um, so it was really tough. It was really tough. It was it was incredible, like seeing my bump grow. That was lovely. But things like I suddenly started to get like my face was getting bigger or my my I, I was finding it hard to walk because my thighs were starting to hurt and things like that I was like what is going on like it was it was so strange um how and do you, then how do you deal with that because you seem like someone who's got quite a 
positive self-talk so how yeah how do you deal with that I mean to be honest like most days it was okay I kept telling myself like you're fine you're pregnant and there were a lot of women on Instagram at the time that were also pregnant so it felt like you know we were all going through it but you can't help but compare yourself like I remember looking at certain people on there and I was like she is due before me but she's smaller than me or I'm way smaller than that person and does that mean that there's going to be something wrong with my baby like and I remember um going to have my midwife appointments at the hospital my birth the Nova's birth was completely different to what we planned we planned a home birth but in her last week of her being in my tummy they thought that she'd gotten smaller and I remember the nurses being like well you're tiny anyway and I used to be like am I though and fair enough I was I think like I was a size six before I fell pregnant but I just felt like the language should needed to change in hospitals because it then felt like are you telling me I'm birthing a small baby because I was slim and because I I was smaller before and then I remember one midwife saying to me just be careful because doctors I wanted this really like homeopathic holistic birth at home and doctors were encouraging me to come in because they thought that Nova was on the smaller side and she said look we're used to in where where I live we're used to seeing white women give birth to white babies that are often seven pounds and over you're here a brown woman completely normal for you to have a five pound six pound baby but we're just not used to seeing it so you're going to be told all these things I just used to be like what like so because of the color of my skin I'm being made to feel like there's something wrong with me when actually the team or the hospital just weren't used to it they just weren't used and 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 then this was the only midwife who was white the only midwife that actually openly said I'm not used to this we're not used to Indian babies in this hospital and that's why we're struggling to know what to do with you basically I was just like wow well thank you for being honest with me but also this this frees up so much in my mind I was so worried about other things you know am I eating enough am I doing enough am I working out enough um and so that there's that whole side of it as well like people just not understanding and making you feel bad for it um and because of that I just was able to speak to myself a lot and be like it's cool you're healthy baby's fine baby's kicking you were never going to give birth to a big baby anyway it's fine so I just kept that going and there was you know there was a lot of times when I just felt like I just didn't feel like myself and things like that and it was really difficult getting changed and stuff my, my style had to change I just kept telling myself it's fine I knew her name at this point so like it really helped knowing her name because I kept saying we're okay Nova with I'm doing it for Nova like we're good and I think things like that really helped me yeah do you that's shocking by the way about yeah said about the hospital uh yeah <laughs> I'm completely speechless and I'm sorry that you had to go through that it's bloody awful but did those feelings of feeling a bit alien inside your body do you think that brought back some of those earlier memories of being a teen I know two completely different situations but I guess from what you're saying it feels like 
there's some similarities in in feelings and emotions which is yeah. interesting actually yeah it, it did and for the first time I started to think about I remember being at school and being feeling really like I was really gangly and tall and I was like oh god I, I feel a bit like that again like there's something wrong with me almost or like people aren't going to look at me the same because I'm changing and um I remember getting really upset because people you know family um and also friends would make comments like oh you definitely look like you're about to give birth now or um oh I can see it now or, or and I just I used to say to my husband like why do people make these comments and, and he was like it's just a thing you know when women are pregnant I was like but it shouldn't be no one should ever speak about someone's weight like you're vulnerable you feel you don't feel like yourself you've got all these hormones <laughs> running through your body your your mind is all over the place you're tired I had insomnia the whole pregnancy mm-hmm. and then when someone said something like this I was just meant to just like grin and bear it and I just I wish something I would change now looking back at my pregnancy I wish I stood up to people a little bit more mm-hmm. and I just said you know it's not okay to say you're skinny for a pregnant woman or oh you definitely look like you're but I've had like opposite ends like everything has been said to me and I just wish I'd said something but I was I've been brought up in a way where you don't really answer back and and that's kind of ingrained in me and it's it's a bit of a fault on my on my end now um so I wish I'd said something and I, and I do think it's something I want to talk more about on my Instagram just because I know a lot of women feel the same yeah yeah I mean I've yeah not been pregnant or been through birth or whatever but I bet I bet there are a lot of women that that can relate and and you are right it's um when people are pregnant it it does almost give people a free speech thing towards them which is is how have we got to this it's madness yeah like it gives people a free like you would never say I remember walking in my dad had just died and I walked into my family home and one of my uncles said to me you look like you've been eating all the potatoes and I was just like Hell. is that your way of congrats I'd not seen him since I'd fallen pregnant and that was the first thing he said to me and I just thought is that way your way of congratulating me also I'm like you're here because my dad just died and this is how you're saying hello to me kind of thing so it does I don't know why it just gives people this free pass to say whatever they want to say and you would never do that to any other normal person do you know what I mean and it's I just wish that that was um spoken about a bit more we yeah we had a bit of a chat before we started to record about it but do you want to just kind of tell us a little bit bit about why you decided to start posting stuff about it because it's it's quite interesting yeah I think um grief kind of at one point and it still does seep in every now and then it completely took over my life um I when my dad passed away I was desperately searching for similar stories literally searching for women who were pregnant and had lost their dad to cancer and I remember just thinking if I listen to those women I can understand how they got through it because another thing I was so scared about was it affecting Nova and my emotions affecting her 
and you know the doctor said it's fine as long as you're still eating and drinking and things like that your baby will be fine um but I was so I felt so connected to her I was worried that it would affect her in some way so I thought what can I do like who can I talk to I didn't want to talk to a therapist I wanted to speak to other people that had been through it so one of the first places I went to was um a podcast called Grief Cast and it's run by a comedian and she talks to other comedians about you know them losing people and and there was there was so many people like you know so many people that had lost their their dads or um the, the presenter herself had lost their dad to cancer and I thought this is really helpful this is really like it was quite cathartic and quite therapeutic for me to listen to these stories and I thought oh my gosh I can completely relate and I'm a person where I find it quite hard to articulate how I'm feeling when I'm in a bad place when I'm in a dark place I just kind of blurt things out and it doesn't always make sense and so listening to other people's stories really helped me figure out what was going on in my mind and um it took like I said it took over my life to the point where I couldn't post about anything beauty related or fashion related like how I was I was just like you know what what to hell with it if I lose followers if people don't want to watch this then fine they're not right for me I'm going to post about how I'm feeling I'm going to post about the things that I found that have been helping me recently and the amount of people that either gave me places to go to for help or uh, gave other advice on books to read and things like that, or the amount of people that came to me and said, oh, my my dad's got stage four cancer and um, it's the same cancer as as, as your dad. Like, who, what kind of doctors did you speak to? And I just grew this, this, there was suddenly like this other part of my community. There was all the same girls, all the same men. But there was this other side of them that I hadn't seen of them before and they hadn't seen of me. And we were talking about something else other than skincare ingredients. And it felt really nice to be able to help them. And it's something I've noticed that I do when I am down. I try to help other people. I get some sort of therapy from that, talking to other people and and giving them some sort of advice. And... um, and that's, I guess, why I started. And I, I just felt that there wasn't a lot out there um, about women my age that had lost their dad, let alone being pregnant mm-hmm. um, in the late stages of pregnancy as well. Um, and I just thought I would hate to think that someone is in the same situation as me and they don't think that there's anything else out there. So maybe if they're on my page, my tiny page, maybe this will help them. Um, and it was really it, it felt really good doing that and I, I always update it because I'll come across things every now and then or or I'll go through periods of time where I feel quite down I had quite a down week last week and I kind of revisited my own highlight to help me through some of my thoughts yeah that's that's really nice and and you know I was reading through it the past few weeks and, and looking at some of the stuff you shared and it's it's helped me even to confirm that my own feelings are okay which is 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 nice it's really nice because you know we were talking before and it's a weird one because there's I think you know my dad passed away 10 years ago but it's in the in the immediate it's 
it's like a feeling you can't even yeah. describe. It's a it's a loss of you part of you, and it's yeah. it's awful. And then as time goes on, you start to look back, and it becomes a a bank of happy memories and of yeah. warm feelings, rather than a there's always going to be an element of sadness you know someone who's quite significant in your life is no longer there but it's it's just it is nice to know and it's when you were talking then I I've had conversations with my mum about this more recently because you know as a family I'm presuming from what you said about your family this won't be the case for you but we never sat down and were like dad's gone what what do we do now you know yeah. my dad like your dad was a big part of our family he was the you know the the king of the throne kind of thing um but we don't talk about it and grief is something that we all experience in very different forms and it's yeah I've never thought about it actually but it's mad that we don't have open conversations about it because it's scary I yeah. think and it, it opens up so much like I I could talk about it for ages and then end up feeling so sad and so like, well, there's still no answer because he's still not here. You know, it's not talking about it isn't going to bring him back. And I think we're we're we live in this society where we're so used to doing something for something. We're so used to doing something for a solution. And it's one of those things that there is no solution to yeah. I read something I was at St Christopher's Hospice the other day and and it it was said grief is just all of this love that you can't give to anyone and yeah. I was like oh my god that's what it is because they they're not here to receive it as well and they're not you know and and I have mentioned as well like I am spiritual and I'm always just like what's he doing now like what yeah. is he up to can he come and see me one day um can can he see what I'm doing right now like what oh that magpie that just landed there is that maybe him like I don't know like there's there's never a definitive answer and I think that's why people don't talk about it and again something I was speaking about with my husband the other day like I speak about it with my husband we could be completely fine and then I would just break down and it feels so good to be able to have someone to just like yeah. to do that with because um, it's it just feels like you let something off your chest. It's never, ever going to leave permanently, but it's good in that moment to just let it go a little bit. And and my family and I, we were we've always been close, but I wouldn't say like we were like emotionally close up until my dad got sick the second time around four years ago, three, four years ago. And then we did, we were so open and we we were speaking about things more and it, it just makes things so much easier. But thinking about it, you'd think I'm not going to talk about that. That's going to open a, up a can of worms. And really what's the solution? What am I getting out of that? But um, yeah, I always say to people, I promise you, it uh it is better once you see once you start speaking but on the flip side I found if you speak about it with the wrong people yeah you could be in such a bad way like I've heard so many people say to me you know like it's fine you know he couldn't do it anymore or it was his time or he'll come back as a robin and I'm like he wasn't a robin 
in real life. So why would I want to see a freaking robin now? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about birds. Like, what is that going to do for me? But, you know, so you have to be careful. You have to be selective with who you speak to, I find. I um, I kind of live by this as a rule in that you go for di- to different people for different things and you have different people in your life for different things, whether it's advice or just chatting or there's people that get you and there's people that don't. And that can be relevant to, I don't know, if you're asking someone about work advice, I would never go to the same person as I would talking about relationships or yeah. friendships or parenthood or I honest, I I live by it, and I think you do go to different people for different things because if someone's not a not a mentor but has doesn't have experience in that area, how can they possibly be on your wavelength? And how can you have a conversation that seems reasonable in your mind if they've if they're not in a similar mind frame to you about yeah. that topic? I really yeah. I really live by it. No, you're completely right. And I I remember getting so angry and then having to reel it in a bit and be like, you know what, they've not been through it. So how are they going to know what to say? And in a way, it's just best that they just don't say anything. But everyone that spoke to me came from a place of care. You know, it's just you can't control it like you will know you can't control where your mind's going to be when someone says something to you at that moment. So sometimes you're angry, sometimes you're just like, whatever they don't get it it's fine you kind of move on but yeah you would never go to the same person to speak to about you know a load of different things you're totally right yeah I am yeah and I think a lot of people do and that's where sometimes you know you do get upset or frustrated or angry or whatever okay so you talked a bit about well you've talked about your husband and a bit about kind of dating and boyfriends and stuff when you were younger how I guess I'm thinking of listeners and, and what they would take from this, but you seem to be again in a, in a good place, but you've done a bit of work on from being in that first relationship from school to obviously being happily married now and that time in between. So looking back, what are kind of the main things you've learned one about yourself, maybe in that um, relationship space, but also how to deal with like relationships. I think in our twenties, I think relationships and dating can suck because yeah. we, we laughed a bit about like dating apps and stuff. But um, I think it's something that a lot of girls our age, younger, older face and struggle with. Yeah, I think what I've learned is that um, as much as, you know, I, I find some women are quick to bash men. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got the time for that, if I'm completely honest with you. So when I was younger uh, and I was dating, I focused a lot on working on myself, making myself the best version, making myself someone that I would love to date, like someone, you know, like I enjoyed being with myself. And that's what I focused on. If I went on a date and it didn't work out with a guy, I didn't have the energy to like bash him or whatever. I just thought it's he's just not for me. I'm not for him. I can continue working on myself, like just enjoying my own company. But then as you get older, I think things change and what you want in life changes. And the biggest thing I have with my husband now is he is a man unlike any man or anyone really I've ever met in the sense that he 
works hard and he will do whatever he needs to do to make sure I'm happy. And I struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, no, but I'm, I should do that for you. And I, you know, like we've, we've had clashes whilst we've had Nova, mostly because we're so tired, but it's me being like, yeah, but you're still working. I'm on mat leave and I've got Nova. So I should be doing the dishes. I should be making all the dinners. I should be doing all the, the clothes washing. I should be doing like things for Chippy, our dog. He's like, no, no, but you don't have to. That's what you need to understand. You need to get out of your head. That and and I think sometimes it takes people to show you what you need to change about yourself. And like everyone is different, you know. Like my previous boyfriend made me feel like I was always in the wrong or I was doing something wrong, and all I ever did was care for him. Whereas my husband now, Deep, is just like he's like sometimes I would see all the good things he's doing and I would deem it as a flaw because I'm like it makes me feel bad but I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't have to be doing everything and it's okay to have someone support me in the way that he does without me thinking almost like a tit for tat thing like without me thinking I have to do this because he's doing that Mm -hmm. and um I'd say, yeah, they're my biggest lessons, like just kind of focusing on myself, learning to love who I am as a person. Also, I'm a big believer in not really heavily relying on anyone. <laughs> like, I just kind of, this is why me and my husband clashed as well, because I, I got into a position where I was just like, I'm so happy doing things on my own and making my own money and doing this and going out and doing that. And then comes my husband and he's like, I'd like to do this for you it's it's no skin off my nose if I do that for you and I'm like but why I I can do that myself like you don't need to do that so it was getting that balance you know being this person that I still wanted to be independent and you know like self-sufficient but also letting someone care for me um and I think if someone's going to do that let them there's I think as women in this day and age you're made to feel like sometimes you should be this superwoman you should be doing everything like I was at an event the other day and we were talking about this because I brought my daughter with me to the event and someone was like you're amazing for bringing her and I was just like yeah but I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have someone supporting me that was able to like do the dishes and stuff while I'm at an event having lunch do you know what I mean and it's like you've got to give credit to the people around you as well yeah I think you're right I think um we're at a bit of a loggerheads when it comes to like relationships and women and how we think about men and it is this I am a woman and I'm strong and independent but also oh shit I've met a guy and they're supposed to be the strong independent one so what do I do in this situation now and I think you're completely right it's um I'm a firm believer of being independent when in a relationship and dating as well but I think it all comes back to if you've taken the time to know yourself very well it's okay to let someone do something for you and, yeah. and I understand it doesn't come natural to kind of everyone and it's all a learning but I do think it's taking that time to realize who you are and having that confidence but also yeah letting letting someone else in as well yeah. but also why is this idea of being a superwoman celebrated so much and and to be honest that is what I've really struggled with in in becoming a mum. I have 
being a mom is difficult, not because of Nova, like loving her is so easy. It's balancing work. It's yeah. getting used to the idea of that I'm this different person now and someone in this world relies on me wholeheartedly. Getting used to the fact that I'm not a, a, a father's daughter anymore. Getting used to the fact that I'm not working full time and I've got to like occupy my time with other things. It's so many other things. And on top of that, feeling like you should be doing all of it. Yeah. But we really need to, I need to work on it myself. Like stop feeling like that. Like I need to stop feeling like I should be this person that can do and should be doing everything or beating myself up if one thing doesn't go right, you know? And I, again, I think that, is a lot to do with how this society is going to school getting graded for what you do and that happens you know from the age of four or five up until however long until you're still studying for you know it could be into your 30s and then suddenly no one's grading you anymore you're doing you're and you're almost your your own worst critic and then with all of that and, and all the talk about super women and being this kind of person, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's so much. And I think if you don't have relationships around you or friends or partners or whatever to reassure you that you're doing OK, you can drive yourself mad. Like it's very, very, it's a very tricky situation. Yeah, you're so right. I've never thought about it like that. But we, we yeah, we grow up in a system that gives us external validation and constantly so yeah yeah, that's that's really interesting oh yeah I never thought about it like that but yeah um yeah thanks for sharing that um yeah should we talk a little bit about skincare because we (laughs) (laughs) we haven't um I mean scenes of beauty is more about creating a space that you're comfortable in which you've shared a lot about so thanks for that but um yeah skincare so you started your you started your page and then it's become this community and just going back does does skincare does it bring something out in you that's uh obviously it's a passion but does it bring out a deeper feeling or meaning or yeah it just it just completely relaxes me to be honest like I was never one for you know sitting down and meditating but for me skincare and that kind of ritual was so relaxing and meditative for me um and I also get such a joy from researching ingredients and looking at innovative products and 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 the way that things are created I'm so interested by factories and the way that things are created and then on top of that I really enjoy helping other people so I have built you know I have spoken to people about their plans and I've helped them here and there or I've advised them on products and I get so much joy from that and it when they come back to me and they say my skin's cleared up or I'm feeling so much more confident that is just such it's so rewarding I think um because it's something that everyone has everyone has skin and what they choose to do with it is up to them but it means a lot when people come to me and they say, I need help with this. Can you help me? And it's like, wow, you're, you're coming to me to ask you to ask for help. And then you're coming back to me to tell me that you feel so much better. Yeah. Uh, that just feels so nice. So it's, it's a lot of things for me. Yeah, that's good. And it's, um, again, it's nice to be able to share your passion. 
just out of the the want to to share it and to help other people that's such a nice thing to do is your husband into skincare or has he i'm asking because has he learned anything from you from it or does he now use it as a ritual or yeah i mean he's not as ritualistic as me (laughs) to like hydrate his skin every now and then but he does (laughs) he he has learned some you know some bits from me um and it's nice to be able to help him i really enjoy treating him like i really enjoy doing gua sha facial on him um that was actually something I did for my dad quite a lot as well. He loved that. Um, it's just, it's, I feel like skincare or the, the ritual of it is a nice thing to give and yeah. it, it can bring people closer. And so, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say he's like into it, but he's definitely learned some stuff from me and he is never one to turn down like the odd facial massage. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. looking much more radiant than he was a few years yeah. oh 100 yeah. <laughs> definitely hasn't got all those like he he would like not wash his face sometimes so like, that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> yeah. um so the final question that we ask everyone on the show is um what is your version of beauty okay so i think my version of beauty is just being your truest self to yourself because you only live with yourself at the end of the day there are so many people around you but you are with yourself 24 7 and if you can be your truest self and do things to really treat yourself and make yourself feel really good that's that's kind of all that matters now because I think that beauty uh, without sounding too cliche does come from within and at the end of the day you can apply all the topical products but if you feel good within yourself that will radiate on the outside I can't tell you the amount of time someone said to me you're glowing and I'm on like two hours sleep after having Nova I haven't washed my face um, I haven't done any sort of skincare rituals but it's because I've felt good within myself and I truly believe that's probably why someone has thought that I'm looking dewy and glowy. It's not any of the products I've been using. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that. And thanks for thanks for recording the episode and being so open and honest and, and refreshing. And I think a lot of people will take away things that you said that will really help them so yeah thank you oh thank you so much thank you for having me and it's it's lovely to to be on really lovely hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 